Welcome to the Sports Report for Friday, November 3rd. I'm Mark Daniels. Green Bay Packers and Los Angeles Rams ready to tangle at Lambeau Field Sunday at 12 at noon. Been a tumultuous week for the Packers, what with the trade on Tuesday of Rasul Douglas to the Buffalo Bills. Productive player, popular player in the locker room. You wonder if there's going to be any aftershocks. Company line has been GM Brian Gutekunst saying this was in the best interest for the Packers to acquire a third-round pick next year. Players say this is a tough business and we just got to press on but there were emotions involved running back Aaron Jones yesterday talked about his relationship with Rasul they got to know each other heading out of college and at the NFL scouting combine they became friends and even when Douglas was with the Eagles and the Packers played in Philly Aaron told him I'd love to have you be a Packer one day turns out he did become a Packer and made an immediate impact and played well for a couple of years that's why the trade cut deep for Aaron he even came to tears. Uh, definitely, it was a moment I've never had. Uh, never had like really anybody that close to me get traded. Um, I was actually upstairs in the building, and you know, somebody told me, and then they're like, "Hey, he's down. He's downstairs in the sauna. If you want to like say anything, I'm like, of course." So I came down. He was actually sitting right here on this corner, and I just saw him and just like I already like felt it in my heart and just kind of like like not broke down, but. We, we start talking, we, we both shed a few tears. It's just been, it's been a long journey for both of us. As for Rasul, he has arrived in Buffalo and told reporters there how it all went down. My initial reaction at first, because Goody called me at first, I thought it was like a joke. For me, because he didn't say too much. He just was like, uh, we're trading you. And then like, it was over, the conversation was over. I just hung up. And then like, I'm sitting there and then like Mark Murphy called me and like he got a voice that's like you know it's him so I'm like oh nah this ain't no joke and he was like yeah we're, we're trading you uh, to the Bills he was like man I just want to say I appreciate you thank you for everything and I just like oh okay he's like man just come up here uh, see everybody real quick before you go Meanwhile, Jair Alexander will assume the leadership role in that secondary, and he's going to have to bring up the kids like Carrington Valentine and Corey Valentine. Shoot, I got all the confidence in him. I mean, those are the next guys up. Those are the next guys in line, and, you know, both of them have some experience playing. So, you know, it's just going to be a matter of how soon they'll be able to make these plays that we need. Valentine's seventh-round draft choice from Kentucky says uh, he soaked up plenty from Rasul while he was here. Just being a pro, the way he approached the, the, the game, you know, he's, he's been around. Um, so just being around him, he, he taught me a lot. And defensive coordinator Joe Barry says Valentine, who got a shot for Alexander, sitting out the Denver game with a bad back. Yeah, he uh, learned a few tough lessons that day, but now he's going to get another crack on the other side of the defense. With young players, you know, especially when they do give up a play, no matter what the circumstance is, um, I always look at those guys, especially early on when they're young and, and, and green, and see how they'll respond, you know, see how they'll react. He's come back and, and worked and showed up, and I expect him to just go out and compete his butt off. And then there's the Packer offense. They have been mired in a month-long slump, can't get into the end zone in the first halves of games. Quarterback Jordan Love says dealing with first-time looks every Sunday is not easy. I'm getting a better feel of understanding situations, where to go with the ball. Um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of looks right now versus different defenses. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is uh, just understanding that, you know, we'll have a game plan going into it and kind of the adjustments to go on in game um, when defense might throw different looks at you and things like that. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs says we've just got to start making plays. I'm confident in our guys. You know, 
It's just in a matter of, you know, just being able to figure out, you know, obviously the offense and whatnot. But again, um, we have the skill set. We have the talent. It's just in a matter of putting everything together. So. And then there's head coach Matt LaFleur, who will be uh, running into his brother Mike back on the Ram staff with one of Matt's best friends, head coach Sean McVay, and a few other buddies. It's a blessing and a curse to be able to go against your friends. and But all that goes out the window, and you don't even think about it really throughout the course of the week. It's just you see it, you see them right before game time. You, you kind of reconnect real quick, and then it's you're off to your own sideline, and it's just another opponent out there. But what about your parents, Matt? Well, since they're living in Green Bay, they better be rooting for the Packers. They're, they try to stay impartial as best they can. But like I said, they're living in Green Bay. I, I happen to get them a house, so they better root for us. Yeah, and that one kicks off at 12 noon on Sunday. Packers' next opponent, Pittsburgh Steelers, opened up the weekend at Heinz Field with a 20-16 victory over the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night. Kenny Pickett hitting Deontay Johnson on a three-yard touchdown pass with just over four minutes left, getting head coach Mike Tomlin's club to 5-3. and three. I'm appreciative of the fight. Um, we needed this one, uh, and it's good to get it, get it on a short week, and be in the clubhouse, man, on a Thursday night with the necessary victory for the week. And now they'll have a mini-buy to rest up for the Packers. The Titans fall to 3-5 and five on the season. In college football, the Wisconsin Badgers looking to bounce back from their 24-10 loss to Ohio State. No shame in that. The Buckeyes are the top-ranked team in the first college football playoff poll this week. Luke Fickle's club heading to Bloomington to take on the Indiana Hoosiers on Saturday. And thus begins the final four push try to really recognize that you know we got four guaranteed games we got one month guaranteed to us left in the season and we got to find ways to continue to grow and get better i know i've said it over and over and over again but best teams um play the best ball at the end of the year and in november is what you really have always kind of talked about Badgers still have a shot at the Big Ten West title. They'll host Northwestern, Nebraska, before finishing at Minnesota. That's an 11 o'clock kick on Saturday in Bloomington. Lakeland Muskies coming off a bye at 3-5, and five, traveling to Aurora, the NACC league leader. Tall order for the Muskies coming on Saturday. State high school football playoffs moving into round three. Area teams still alive in Division One. Nina will take on Kimberly in a very spicy FBA matchup. Division Two Kaukana home to Cedarburg. In Division Three, Green Bay Notre Dame traveling to Mount Hora Barneveld. Manasha will be at Grafton. In Division Four, Luxembourg Casco at Top Seed Two Rivers. Xavier traveling to Lodi. Division Five matchup will have Wrightstown at Wittenberg Burnhamwood playing at DC Everest. In Division Six, Kiwani will be hosting Fond du Lac Springs. And in Division Seven. Reedsville will be home to Randolph. State High School Volleyball Tournament underway at the Rest Center in Green Bay. Quarterfinal day in Division One for the boys and the girls. For the boys, fourth-seeded Kimberly, a five-set win over Waukesha South and North. They were down two sets to one. Papermakers advance to take on top-seeded Middleton, along with Arrowhead and Marquette advancing in sweeps on the opening day. For the girls, Abel and North sweeping Franklin, 25-16, 11, and 15, a dominant performance. They'll get Oconomowoc in a semifinal on Friday. Divine Savior, Holy Angels, and Hamilton also advance with sweeps. And then we got Division Two and three semifinals coming up on Friday. Xavier in Division Two will play Rice Lake Friday afternoon, and Howard's Grove, seeking a fifth straight state championship in Division Three, will take on St. Mary Catholic. And at the boys' state soccer tournament, the West Pier Phantoms, their first trip ever to state, will have them in the championship game as they upset top-seeded Waukesha West three to two in overtime. Phantoms were down two to nothing at halftime, but got it even. Then Landon Arnstead. 
booted in the game-winning goal, a second of the game in overtime to get the Phantoms to 18-3-2. They will take on Union Grove in the final on Saturday. Plymouth shut out Somerset 5-0. Owen Plate with a pair of goals. The Panthers will play Belleville New Glarus in the championship game in Division 3. Division 1 on Friday will have the appear Redbirds taking on Brookfield East. Redbirds making their third trip to state in the last four years, but Brookfield East unbeaten, ranked number one in the state, from number eight in the national high school soccer rankings. That'll be a tough test. In Division 4, St. Mary Catholic will get Washburn Bayfield and Sheboygan Christian and Lutheran taking on Shoreland Lutheran in the other semifinal. To basketball in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks are coming back home after a tough loss to Toronto. It's been a bumpy start for the Bucks at 2-2. Two and two. They welcome the New York Knicks to Pfizer Forum on Friday night. It's the first game in the first ever NBA in-season tournament. Quirky idea to try and drum up some interest early in the season. Uh, selected clubs will play group games and then move to a knockout stage with a championship set for December 9th. That one tips off at 6.30 at Pfizer with the Bucks and the Knicks. Philadelphia defeated Toronto 114-99. San Antonio made it a home-and-home -home sweep of the Phoenix Suns. Spurs winning at 132-121. to First round overall number one pick, Victor Wembenyama's coming out party. 38 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Wembenyama liked how they uh, finished this one off. You know, if you don't try to kill your opponent right away, because as I said before, they got some of the best offensive talent in the world, so you don't have many chances. They took advantage of it. Orlando gets by Utah 115-113. It was New Orleans 125, Detroit 116. On the ice, L.A. Kings get by the Ottawa Senators 3-2 in a busy Thursday night. Florida shuts out Detroit 2-0. Rangers over Carolina 2-1. Islanders blank Washington 3-zip. Columbus 4, Tampa Bay 2. Boston in a shootout beat Toronto 3-2. New Jersey gets by Minnesota 5-3. Dallas a 4-3 winner over Edmonton. Arizona 3, Montreal 2. Vegas beat Winnipeg 5-2. Seattle a 4-2 win over Nashville. And the Vancouver Canucks laid it on. San Jose a 10-1 victory. Coming off a weekend sweep on the road against top-ranked Minnesota, the Badgers, ranked number five, hosting another ranked team in Michigan this weekend. Green Bay Gamblers are sweeping Muskegon on the road in three straight last weekend. Try and take their winning streak to Chicago for a pair of games tonight and tomorrow night. The NASCAR championship race is set for Sunday in Phoenix. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, William Byron, all alive for the season-long championship in golf, the Worldwide Technology Championship being played in Cabo San Lucas. Cameron Percy, the first-round leader at 10-under. Michael Kim, Camilo Villegas, Nate Lashley, Tano Goya, all two shots back at 8-under par. And some baseball news. The World Series was the least-watched fall classic ever, averaging just 9.1 million viewers on Fox as the Texas Rangers claim their first-ever baseball championship, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. Some news from the Milwaukee Brewers. There are reports. Craig Council, who is now unemployed, will make a decision on his managerial future within the next week to 10 days. He's already interviewed with the New York Mets and the Cleveland Guardians. Brewers have made it clear they want Council back to begin a 10th year in the dugout. Brewers have also announced the re-signing of pitcher Colin Ray into a one-year $4.5 million deal. He went 6-6 six six with a 4.55 ERA in 26 games last season. Shoot up a lot of innings for the Brewers. Milwaukee also claimed infielder Vinny Capra off waivers from the Pittsburgh Pirates and have declined options on relief pitchers Andrew Chafin and Justin Wilson. And there's your sports report. I'm Mark Daniels.